Imagine if you went from feeling fine every day to feeling amazing. How would your life be different? Everyone has the ability to feel amazing again and again. You just need the right tools to get there. If you're ready to feel amazing, stick around. Now, here's the host of the I'm Not Fine Show with functional nutrition coach, Lizzie Enns. Welcome back to the I'm Not Fine Show. I am your host, Lizzie Enns, and today I have a very dear and amazing friend, colleague, peer on the show with me, Melissa Hergert. I'm so incredibly excited for this conversation I've had I've have wanted to have this conversation for a very long time um, because we're talking about brains today. Melissa Hergert is a genius, and I just love everything that you are doing with your business. But let me tell you just a little bit about her and what she's doing, and then we're going to d- dive into this show today and just talk about brains, neurofeedback, um, and a lot, all the things, the brain and overall health, too. So Melissa is the CEO of Brain Train Center. And this is a franchise. She is like blowing up the industry. I feel like every month I see that you have a new location. Um, (laughs) Board certified neurofeedback and Amon brain health coach, which I'm a huge fan of Amon, Doc Amon. She is the mother of two girls, a five-year-old and a 13-year-old. And she has owned brain train center since 2013 and has grown to multiple offices across the country. She offers consulting for other neurofeedback providers as well as a better brain better from a neurofeedback perspective. Melissa, welcome to the show. I'm so excited too. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So I really want to dive into what got you started first. Like, I want to know, like, why are you so in, why were you so interested in the brain? And then I really want to dive after that, like, we're going to dive into the health of the brain and what you see on a day to day basis. I'm really fascinated by this because I but am by no means a brain expert, but I'm fascinated by the brain. So what got you into neurofeedback therapy? Yes, I actually was not so interested in the brain growing up. I was more interested in being a chiropractor. And that's actually what led me to it. You know, the brain and the spine are the central nervous system. Um, And I always thought that when I grow up, I'm going to be a chiropractor. So I went to chiropractic school in Marietta, Georgia. And then about a year in, I decided I don't want to be a chiropractor. (laughs) So (laughs) Why? Why did you want to be a chiropractor after that? I didn't want to touch people all day. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) No, I knew that I was supposed to be in the health field. I was supposed to um, offer a service, own a business that offered a service that was going to allow people to heal um, from the central nervous system. And so um, my whole career up until chiropractic school was working for chiropractors. So I said, well, if I'm not going to be one, my most experience is working for them. I'm going to go work for one again until I figure out what I want to do with my life. And I found a chiropractor in Georgia, in Norcross, Georgia, about 30 something miles from where I lived. And he hired me at a you know great starting hourly rate. And I was his front desk person and helped a little bit in the back office. And then I was like, what's that brain stuff you have going on? So he actually had neurofeedback in his office. And that's how really? I was introduced to, yep. And yeah. this was a long time ago. This was 11 and a half, almost 12 years ago. Yeah, before yeah. it was even that popular. Yes, definitely. So did he you say, 
Would you say that that people are becoming more and more and more aware of it? And if so, why is that? They are. They're becoming more aware because it's getting more mainstream. Um, you know, when some famous person does it, it becomes pretty popular. So um, recently, an athlete named Kirk Cousins, he's a quarterback in Minnesota. He uh, is on a show on Netflix called Quarterback. And they walk, they follow these quarterbacks around. And he, he's been the most influential just this past year um, with doing it on the show, showing how he's improved his peak performance, attention, and just overall mental health using neurofeedback. Wow. So this is really, really fascinating because now we're going into the body's ability and how we can do that without using drugs and, and medication. And he's an athlete. And so some of the lines that they have to walk in terms of not using certain type of supplements, because it can show up as, you know, a, a drug or it's a stimulant. And this is completely different where he's not doing that, but it's it's enhancing his performance. That's wildly incredible. I'm so fascinated by it. I when I went to um holistic health school, it was mm-hmm. that was when I that was back in 2016. That's when I got introduced to Doc Amon. And yeah. I was so fascinated with his teachings. And I, I uh, just, I have some of his books and I just like listen to like what he has to say and it, and he has a psychology background to it as well, but it's really, really fascinating. So what got you, you were in the chiropractor's office, you got into like, we're curious about the brain there. What, where did things go from there? Yeah. So I worked for him for about a year and a half and I obviously was like, I love this brain neurofeedback stuff. Let me help you grow this part of your business. Um, because he had, you know, someone working for him that was just there, you know, doing the day-to-day stuff, but no one really growing that part of the business. So I said, let me just have a little more authority and I'll go out and network and build your business. So I started doing that and I grew his business to double the size in less than a year. Wow. Yeah. And it's because I loved it so much. It wasn't just because, you know, I wanted to see that I could do it. It's because I loved it so much. So when I talked about it, people felt my passion Mm -hmm. and excitement about it. And then I realized, like, I've always wanted to own my own business. I am very passionate. I still get the goosebumps when I talk about it. Ten years later, this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 yeah. So I said, all right, I'm going to go start my own business now. So then you started your own business and you opened your own clinic. What was that process? Oh, gosh, I would not recommend doing it the way I did it. But if you <laughs> want to know a little bit of the story of it, I um, I had a my daughter was three years old. I had just turned 30. My husband, uh, he wasn't my husband at the time. My fiance at the time was playing rugby and rugby players, to be honest, don't make a lot of money, especially in the U.S. Um, overseas, they do. So we were pretty poor. Like I was working $17 an hour for the chiropractor. You know, I didn't have money to save or anything. Mm -hmm. And um, I come from not great a background. So I didn't learn about business or money saving. So I actually enrolled back in school so I could get a student loan check to start my business because I couldn't get approved for a business loan. Oh, man. I mean, seriously, we have so much in common in, (laughs) in a completely like just the way that you've done things. I was just having this conversation with someone yesterday about what it takes to start a business. And in most people, a lot of people are really scared to make that investment 
initially and maybe even go into debt in order to start their business. But if you have a passion and you know this is what you're supposed to be doing, that that investment that you make into your business is going to make it back in no time. Absolutely. And it shouldn't scare you because you believe in what you have to offer. If you are more scared about the debt that you're acquiring to start your business and build your business, then you got to ask yourself, like, what are you really passionate about? And is this the route that you want to go? Because if you believe in the passion and you know that this is what you want to do, it shouldn't be an issue. Absolutely. So that that is absolutely amazing. So yeah. you opened your uh, you opened your own clinic back in 2013 and I had a four thousand dollar student loan check. <laughs> no Wait, money. You started saved. your business with a four thousand dollar student loan check. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. No you money. You opened your own facility. Wow. How did you, how did you rent a place? I rented a small office inside of a chiropractic office because that's what I knew. And I thought, what a great idea. Um, and then it was quite expensive, like 700 for one room. And it was like, mm. way for the office. And I'm like, this is silly. So, um, I immediately, the first month I opened, I mean, I started hitting the ground, like getting everyone in the community. I, I opened up in Marietta, Georgia, which is right by the chiropractic school. Mm -hmm. um, I had lived there a little bit already. So I had already started creating a um, community, but not yeah. a community. I was the part of a college community, which yeah. none of them has any money. So I'm like, great, what do I do now? Like I need to find other business owners to network with. I need to get my name out there, find clientele. So the first month I got my first client and she paid in full. So that covered my next two you know, oh my yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to get into, we want to definitely get into like the treatments and the, the things mm -hmm. that you offer, but you've turned this into a franchise. Yeah. So I'm, I got to tell you, it's, it's not a franchise. It's called a licensing. So there's a difference right. between a franchise and a licensing. So franchise, you know, I would have to create this huge, like go through a franchise board and do all that. And I looked into it when I, when I thought about doing this, I was like, how can I grow, keep it affordable and then allow the partners that are coming in that want to buy into the business to still feel like it's their own, and, but still represent my company. So that's what okay. a licensing does. So, for example, like Starbucks is not a franchise. It's a licensing. So Interesting. They, I did not know that. Yeah, I did tons of research to figure out how to do it. Should I do a franchise? Should I do a licensing? And it's just so many rules when you create a franchise. Okay. And I don't want to be like the boss of everyone. It almost seems like that when you own a franchise, mm -hmm. like they so this gives more freedom. They still represent my company that I created, but they could also make it a little bit of their own. They have more freedom to maybe um, work with certain families at a discounted price if they need it, things yeah. like that. They check with me, um, but they do still use like my logo. They're all listed on the website. They all, you know, represent the company, but in their own way. That's so, amazing. I actually like, but I, I find that super fascinating. How many mm -hmm. locations do you guys have now? Um, 22. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I just met you like less than a year ago and you had what, how many? Oh, so that is it. When I met you, I had just started the process of licensing. So the first nine years of my business was just me. I owned at one point, I owned four of my own. And I was like, how do I keep growing, but not do this on my own? Cause I'm exhausted. I don't want to yeah. keep hiring people. I don't want to keep paying rent at all these different places. So how do I get neurofeedback around the country and it not just be me. And I was like, 
I'm going to start licensing. So last year when I met you, I think it had only been like two months. We met, I think we met in like March, right? Something Yeah, like we met, we met in May. Okay, Yeah. May. So I had been four months into it, four to five months into it. our first office opened January of last year out in Hawaii, actually. That was our very first one. Yeah. Look at this. Uh, now you have 22 locations. Yeah, in one year, one year, In one yeah. year. Where do you see that going this year? Like, So people think I'm crazy, but I'm like, my goal for this year is to have 100. I believe <laughs> you'll do it. Thank I you. personally believe I knew you'll do you it. were. Like you are like unstoppable uh, Yeah. with the things that you're doing. I feel it. And it's so funny because I had a conversation with someone yesterday and we were talking about growth in business Uh-huh. and, and, you know, where things are going and what, and I threw a number out there and I said, this is, this is a, this is a goal, but like the extra goal is this. <laughs> so and it's very very possible and very doable i i 100 uh, believe that that is doable for you because you have so and it's becoming so popular that more and more people like this is needed and we're gonna get into that we gotta go to our first break here but when we come back from our break now we're gonna start getting into What the actual heck is neurofeedback therapy and what does that process looks like? Who does it help? Who is it for um, and what the results are that you are seeing? So we're going to go to our first break here. But when we come back, it's going to get juicy. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good, and that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away. So you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. All right. Welcome back, you guys. We are going to dive right into here. First of all, um, before we get into this next phase, Melissa, I don't want to get too deep into this conversation before you tell people where they can find you, because I, I want people to, to know where they can find you. We're going to have all of that stuff in the show notes, too. But where's the best place for people to find you and even 
to look up this neurofeedback? Tell us yeah. where that is. The best place is our website. It's uh, braintraincentersinc.com. So it's a little bit long, but lots of yeah. great information. We have a new podcast coming out soon, blogs on there, and then you can find every location listed on there as well. I know I saw that the other day and I was like, this is beautiful. <laughs> like going through all the locations. That's awesome. I've actually sent people to your website um, that have either kids or themselves that are like, hey, they probably should go and visit a location. So it, it's really awesome to have all those locations on there. So I want to get into what uh, neurofeedback therapy is. So take it away, Melissa. Tell us what it is and why it's so good for us. It's amazing. So it's actually been around a long time. It's been around since the 1960s. It was created for seizure disorders to begin with. So they started doing more and more research and they recognized. So the whole therapy is to do with your brain wave activity. So we have specific brain waves that happen when the neurons fire and we can measure those kind of like a sleep study, but while you're awake. And mm -hmm. so Back in the day, they would do research and find out, you know, if certain brain activity was either increased or decreased, it could eliminate seizures. And then they started doing more and more research. Can this help with insomnia, anxiety, depression, all these neurological symptoms that arise throughout our life based on traumas, food, exercise, all what we talk yeah. about when it comes yeah. to health. Yeah. So that's what we do. Um, the, the main process is this, when someone comes to an office, they come in and they do something called a QEEG, kind of a short term for, it's called quantitative electroencephalogram. And all that means is that we're taking data from the brain activity, just like a sleep study, but while you're awake and we're recording the brain activity while your eyes are closed and while your eyes are open. It takes about 25, 30 minutes, painless. You do put this kind of, I don't have one with me, but you put a funky looking cap on, that has sensors in it. And then those sensors record at 12 different areas of the brain. So we really just want to see how is the brain firing? Is it firing too fast, too slow areas that could just be kind of idle and we need to figure out what's going on and why. So that's the first. Like, that's amazing. I actually saw you do that. I have yet to do it. I'm still like dying to do it at some point. Yeah. Um, and it's going to happen, but I saw you do that for someone else, but I'm curious so if you were to run that test on someone, let's just say they're super highly functional and mm -hmm. that high function is what helps them be successful in what it is that they do. What is your recommendation around that yeah. when when you see that? Right. So we've had very few come in that way because mm -hmm. <laughs> most people might even think they're high functioning, but then they realize when they see this assessment done and you see how the brain's actually firing, um, they're recognizing maybe they're not getting as good a sleep as they thought. And when you mm -hmm. get better sleep, you could function even better, you know, things yeah. like, or, you know, maybe, yeah, your brain's functioning fast, but it's functioning too fast at the wrong time. So it never shuts down. So you might get burnt out eventually. So yeah. um, the ones that did come in where their brain looked pretty healthy for the environment that we live in, they take very good care of themselves. They eat healthy, they exercise, they do their meditations and things like that. They're able to relax. The, those brains do look very good on an assessment. And what we could offer is just peak performance type of therapy with the neurofeedback where they're just keeping their brain healthy or continue. It's kind of like, okay, a fit person still works out, don't they? Because yeah. 
you want to keep that going. They, as we age, you know, there's degeneration that happens. So we want to make sure that we're keeping that healthy and keeping more of a, um, you know, that it's wellness at that point. We're not fixing something. We're taking care of what's already well. I love that. And one of the things that when you, I, I was at an event where you spoke on this whole thing and you were talking about the different waves, like beta, a delta, yeah. alpha, and there, what is there, there's a fourth one, right? Yes. Theta. And there's actually five, but our, our system only records four, but yes, delta, theta, alpha, and beta. And that's the order from slow to fast. Okay. So delta is fast. Nope. Delta is slow. Delta's slow. <laughs> yeah. Delta is slow. Yeah. Delta because delta waves are like, what's supposed to like make you go to sleep. You know, what's really interesting. Hmm. I have tried using delta waves to like sleep with. I cannot. It you keeps can. me awake. Yeah. yeah. Like I will hear, I will not go into REM sleep to the point where I don't keep waking up and hearing the music, which was like really interesting to me. Cause I was like, I generally, I sleep with a sound machine and that like helps me. I just, I, I love the sound of it, but I was like, let me just try Delta wave sleep music. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I slept terrible. Uh, and I was like, I wonder why that is. We got to do a brain assessment on you. I know, I know. Because generally, I don't have any issues sleeping. But I will tell you this. I had this company um, send me a supplement called Kill Switch. Mm -hmm. And it's all natural. It's a drink. It's a powder that you make a drink out of. And it, and it has some GABA in it, some L-theanine, the cocoa, and then magnesium and calcium. And, um, and then tart cherry, which is a natural form of melatonin, but right. it's only about 5%. Like it's not, it's not much at all. And when I drink that at night within 30 minutes, I want to go to bed. Like I'm mm -hmm. like fading, I'm going to bed, going to sleep. But I noticed that I go into REM sleep a lot harder and I have some of the most craziest dreams sometimes. Mm. and I'm like I know some people can't do melatonin because they get their dreams become so vivid I've always wondered why that is but I don't that only happened to me for the first you know few nights and mm. then the dream I kept taking the stuff and the dreams started to dissipate where I didn't experience the dreams as much but mm. I noticed that I wake up more rested so like if I get my full like seven to eight hours of sleep mm. I am even though I may have had some dreams I my body feels more rested when I wake up yes good and you should have some dreams actually a lot of people say like I don't dream but you should actually have dreams and you should go through those sleep cycles what people are usually missing out on is getting into that really deep delta wave which mm -hmm. is no dreaming and that's where your brain and body heal the most actually during that time good hormones flood into the brain and wash away the toxins that we've accumulated throughout the day so if people aren't getting into that Delta deep, deep sleep, then a lot of times they're not healing. Yeah. I usually tell people like, if you're not getting sleep, your body's not actually able to detox and heal. Exactly. And it's exactly what you just said. It's like your hormones can't go in there and clean out the things that, that you're basically in your deepest sleep, you're paralyzed. Yeah. And that's when your body is not, you know actively trying to do things physically so when you're paralyzed that it can actually do its job so one of the top things that I work with on my clients is sleep like what are you doing to make sure that you are having good sleep habits making sure that we're getting steps in place for that and when they start 
you sleeping better, it translates over into the rest of your day the next day. You feel better when you wake up. And I've had people that have told me, like, I haven't slept this good in 15 years. Mm -hmm. And that is when the body can heal. But if yeah. someone has like really heart trouble, like going to sleep and or staying asleep, what yeah. are some things that you typically recommend or maybe even would suspect? Yes, most likely their brain is stuck in that high beta pattern, the fastest pattern. It usually has to do with anxiety a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't mean they have panic attacks or they're anxious all the time, but when your brain is stuck in that fight or flight state, that very fast pattern, it's hard to fall asleep and it's hard to stay asleep. So that's what we see a lot of times with people that do complain when they come in with insomnia. If it's not a hormonal thing or a metabolic issue, then it most likely is that their brain neurologically cannot shut down. So that's when, of course, we recommend the therapy part of our of our service. Yeah, retraining the brain and knowing how to retrain the brain as well and the therapy that you guys do. Yeah. 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 So the therapy is very different than what I explained. I don't know if you know this and how the therapy works. Do you want me I, to I know a little bit, but I want you to walk us through that because I don't I don't know. A ton. I know you do therapy, but I don't know a ton about the, the process of that. Yes. OK, so we don't do talk therapy. We're not counselors. I mean, some of my partners are counselors, so they add that in as well. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times I explain it this way, like neurofeedback works on the hardware, counselors, coaches, journaling, all the good stuff that we do, meditation works on the software. So there's a big difference. Yes. So when we can assess how the brain is functioning, we could see where in the brain is working too fast or too slow. So our therapy addresses just that. We address the hardware of the brain. And the way we do it is through audiovisual feedback. So the best way for me to describe it is this. A client comes in, they're ready to start the neurofeedback. They're going to come in just like going to the gym two to three times a week. They're going to come into the office or they could rent an, an, um, an in-home unit from us as well. Mm -hmm. Either way. So they come in, they're going to put sensors on the scalp. Now, these sensors, they don't shock. They don't add any magnetic therapy or anything like that. But according to what we see on the initial assessment, it's going to tell us what part of the brain needs to be worked first. So let's say, for example, it's the frontal lobe. So we put two sensors here on the scalp, and they're just pasted on with what's called electropaste. And then they sit in a chair, and they watch a screen in front of them. And they're watching their favorite show, their favorite movie, whatever it is that they enjoy. Okay? So as they're watching... Our software is monitoring their brain activity, and it has certain threshold patterns that we want their brain to go into. Every time it goes into those patterns that we want more of or less of, then the screen in front of them is going to be nice and bright. They're watching their show. They're watching friends, right? And their screen in front of them is nice and bright, and the volume's nice and loud in the headphones. As soon as their brain goes into the negative pattern that it's used to working in, the screen turns dark and the volume actually goes down. So the brainwave activity is in control of the feedback that they're getting. Does that make sense? Wow. Yeah. That is incredibly fascinating because I'm just thinking about people that deal with trauma, you know, and they have PTSD and, and what this can do for them. Like mm -hmm. that. So we're going to go to our, our next break here in a minute. But what I want to talk about, like, th this is just absolutely fascinating because I'm thinking like I do a lot for my health. You know, I work out, I eat well, I don't drink a lot. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, you know, take vitamins, supplements, you know, all of that stuff. But Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, if I knew, if I did a, it did a scan and I knew like where my certain parts of my brain need attention, it would just enhance everything. Exactly. And that part, you know, it comes down to like wellness. And I'm just thinking about, you know, the football player that you were mentioning, like, if you can tap into that, it's almost like um, breaking a cycle of like, not knowing what you actually need. And the brain is so incredibly powerful. Now, the uh, I know, I, I think I've had this conversation with you before, like you guys don't necessarily give any kind of nutritional um, advice or guidance in that area, do you? Well, we, uh, on our report, when we do the initial assessment, according to how the brain is functioning, it comes up with a supplement list. So that's when we refer out. We are not specialists in supplementation, but a lot of it is like the L-theanine and things like that. Mm -hmm. So that's when we refer to people like you to be able to do those extra testing. We do a metabolic checklist as well. So if that comes up with a high score, we're going to refer out. We don't want to take on someone who needs to fix hormones, metabolics, things like that before we start working the brain, because it's going to take a lot longer for the brain yeah. to adjust. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they all go hand in hand. So I'm just thinking like if someone's, you needs a lot of brain work and help and therapy with that. But if you're eating fast food every day and living a sanitary lifestyle, you're kind of like throwing money in the trash can. Cause you're not like helping the entire process. It's sort of like, you know, when I work with people, it's like, Hey, without the testing, we don't properly know what you actually need, what your body is low in, your vitamins, your minerals, what are we trying to fight or feed here? And with the testing, it allows us to look at that and then have a whole body approach with it. So that's another area that I can, I I think from the beginning, I told you when the first time we met and we talked about this, I was like, what are you guys doing in that aspect? And I think that could be like a whole different avenue that, can get touched to help these people even more. So yes, absolutely phenomenal. We're yes. going to go to our next break here, but when we come back, I want to talk about the, the people, the ideal clients. Um, what, who are the people that this is helpful for the most, like what they're struggling with? What is that? Who is that? And then I also want to just talk about, you know, some of the most transformative uh, things that are clients that you guys have had and what that has done for them. So guys, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm Lizzie Anz, your host on the I'm Not Fine show on the Inspired Choices Network. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. 
Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. Okay, we're just going to keep diving into this because I swear we could have like a two-hour conversation about this, but we only have an hour. And uh, we have less than 30 minutes left to cover the things that we need to cover. Um, I want to get into what I mentioned before the break. Who is this for? And um, who needs to go to a brain train center if they have specific things going on? So take it away, Melissa. Yes. So we see everyone from age five and up. So it's not just for children. A lot of people think that. Um Five is usually the youngest. We have seen a little bit younger than five if they can sit still for that long, but usually five is the youngest. Um, our eldest eldest client is 86. So, wow. um, mm-hmm, and everywhere in between. So anyone from um, people dealing with ADHD issues, which a lot of people are dealing with attention issues and they think that it's ADHD. A lot of times it's not. It's usually something um, more like processing disorder or a Um, anxiety or even uh, depression sometimes can cause attention issues, right? So um, as young as that with ADHD, autism, sensory processing, uh, all the way up to the elderly, pre-dementia, we can work with like dementia and Alzheimer's, but uh, there's no solid research that shows that it reverses anything. It does slow the process though. So there is that, helps with sleep, of course, insomnia and anxiety. So we see a lot of teens and college age students with like test anxiety or even social anxiety at this point in our in our world a lot of people are dealing with that so those are some of the biggest uh other one really big we work with is concussions so yeah I was just gonna say like concussions or PTSD um Mm -hmm. traumatic you know if someone has a really really traumatic had a really really traumatic childhood and growing up and had like a lot of things happen and that carries over into our adult life whether we know it or not um I could see that or what about veterans like if someone served and they they're dealing with PTSD yes we actually have a nonprofit side of the business I don't know if you know that (laughs) I did know that but I didn't remember which one it was so it's called healing our heroes we started it seven years ago and it was to help our veterans uh both my partner my initial partner and mine who opened the first office in San Diego we started healing our heroes we're both from military families mm-hmm. um a few years after that we added first responders so firefighters police EMT now that is for people that truly can't afford the service and we will offer um free service for them for you know, a quarter. It, most people are with us for about three to six months. So, okay. yep. Yeah. So, we so do. you're able to offer that 
um, to our heroes for, you know, three months. That's, that's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. What's the, what has the result been of that? Like if you have someone that comes to you and they have PTSD from serving and, mm-hmm. um, what's, what have you seen with well, that? As you probably know, a lot of us know, many of them don't want to relive or talk about yeah. those types of experiences. And yeah. so, um, you know, they've done the counseling, they've done other therapies, which we highly encourage they continue to do those therapies. This is not to replace any of those therapies. Like you said earlier, it's we call it one tool in the toolbox to your health. Yeah. So, um, and it, a lot of times because you are um, improving your hardware, it does bring everything together. And these other therapies that you do just ignite, like work mm-hmm. so much better when your brain works better, right? Yeah. So, um, some of the most amazing parts we've seen is like, you know, veterans who have lived a lot of trauma and they've done everything and they can't sleep at night. And they're just like angry all the time, like on the verge of divorce and their kids don't even want to be around them. And then they start doing neurofeedback and it's like emotions arise. It's almost like when you deal with a trauma, it locks down in the brain. And when you start to unlock it in a very calm, easy way where you're not reliving it, but you're retraining those pathways to process it in a different way. It starts to bubble up and then just release, which is so cool. Mm. I mean, it really just releases and they, they do talk to their counselors about it during the process. Cause we're, uh, like I said, most of us aren't licensed counselors. We have a couple yeah. that are, but it's just amazing when you're doing neurofeedback. Like I said, it just, it processes information in a different way and in a new pathway so it's like they're not having to relive it they're just processing it in a healthier way yeah the thing that comes to mind is like you're building new highways in the brain exactly that's that is literally like what's coming to my mind is like you're redirecting and so I mean we know like trauma and PTSD is our emotions stored in the body. Mm-hmm. And when those things are suffocated and pinned down, yes, you are going to become an angry person because that reflects on the body. It's like, I teach my clients, like if you have certain things going on with organs in the body, there's an emotion attached to that. Yeah. If you have kidney failure, kidney stones, there's fear attached to that. If you have anger, their anger can live in the liver. Um, yeah. Anger and resentment can live in the pancreas. So you can literally have so much resentment and anger that you end up with pancreatitis. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are emotions. And then, you know, lungs, I, I forget what lungs is or the rib, the ribs area. There's things there too, but every organ has some emotion attached to it. And so most illnesses and autoimmunes and ailments and things like even cancer like there's an emotion attached to that absolutely and but but a lot of people don't know that like we just look at the physical aspect of the body but when you really think about it like the book um the body keeps score I I have never read the entire book because it's it's too slow for me but like I'll pick pieces out of it and I, I like learning about it so this this is really, really fascinating when you said it brings things up, but in a calming way. And I, the first thing that came to mind is like, they're just building new highways in their brain and right. new neural pathways is phenomenal. 
It's amazing. And what's really cool is that, you know, the initial assessment I talked about, after we do a certain amount of neurofeedback sessions, we do another one and our mm -hmm. software could actually show the percentage of change and where the changes happened in the brain. Wow. Yeah, that's the cool part because it's all data that, you know, a lot of people, it sounds like so woo woo and weird, right? But the reality is, is this is science. This is data from the brain. We check, we check our heart rate, we check our blood, we check our hormones. Why not check the brain, which runs the body? It's like, this is something everyone, even if you just did the assessment of how your brain's functioning, could give you so much information about things that you need to change in your life. And it might not be doing neurofeedback. It might be working your metabolics out, you know, figuring out what's going on with that, hormones, whatever it may be. So this is just something that I feel everyone should be part of like their annual checkup every year. You oh know? my gosh. <laughs> I don't, I cannot disagree with that. I, mm -hmm. I just can't. Um, especially for little kids. So like, I want to talk a little bit about uh, kids with, um, that come and they're saying, Hey, they're on the spectrum of autism or ADHD. The, my first question is how much do you think that people that assume or think that they have ADHD, how much do you think our social media and technology has an impact on that? Oh, Huge. I mean, there's so much. And also, I mean, we could get into a huge conversation about this. But as you know, ADHD is so overdiagnosed, yes. especially in our children. And it's even younger and younger, as young as like two and three years old. What? I'm, yeah, I'm telling you, it's crazy. And they're putting them on meds that young. It's so, so sad. I don't think a lot of people in the world know this, but ADHD meds are a methyl drug, which are a stimulant drug. So here's the thing. Did you know that? No. Okay. So it's one chemical bond away from a, a methyl drug, like a street meth drug, right? And they're putting children on this. And the reason that someone's going to be put on a stimulant drug is because the actual fact is if you have ADHD, like true classic ADHD, that means your brain is functioning too slow. Everyone's like, yeah, well, everyone says, I have ADHD, my brain never shuts down. That is not ADHD. That's a form of anxiety with attention issues. Because why in the world would you stimulate an overstimulated brain that can't shut down with a methyl drug, which is an ADHD med? You don't. But the problem is, is they don't do data testing like QEGs, like what we do. They just do, you know, subjective tests. Can you pay attention, you know, get information from the teachers, get info from the parents. They're just stressed out. They're like, they never calm down. The reason kids with AD, with true classic ADHD don't calm down, like they're hyper, they tap, they disrupt, is because their brain needs stimulation. So mm, the brain's bored. Yeah, the brain is bored. The brain's sleepy. It's in the delta theta waves, actually. It's actually in sleepy brain pattern while they're awake. So when you take a stimulant drug, it connects to those, you know, pathway, the little connectors in the brain, and then that stimulates the brain into the fast wave pattern for that amount of time that the drug is there. Productivity. Yeah. So that's why it works. Of course it works, but wow. it's not meant for everyone and it actually can become very addictive. It can. Yeah. And the other part too is I have actually helped parents um that had kiddos in school and the kiddos could not focus in school they were causing trouble in the classroom they could they had poor grades 
Um, but they didn't want to put them on medication. They were just like, I don't think that's the answer. And so what we actually did is we looked at what was their diet like? Yes. What were they eating? Were they having food dyes? Were they having a lot of sugar? Do they have any essential fatty acids in their, in their diet? What do they need? And I'm telling you, like, I've had so many people that they cut out food dyes and highly, and, and they cut out most highly processed foods with sugars and all of that. They folk, I taught them how to get their kid to understand how important protein is. Yes. And got protein into their diet, healthy fats into their diet, and they start eating fruits and vegetables, you know, and getting the things in that they need to. Yep. And then got them on, you know, really good fish oil that supports the brain and some other vitamins that we knew that they were needing. And it like completely changed the kid's life. Yeah. And the thing about that is if you're going to do that for your kiddo, then you have to get, let your kid have the education piece behind it. Now, I'm not saying you need to sit down and be like, listen, this mm -hmm. is, you know, these are all the things that are in here. Here's why. My kids, my, my kiddo's five. He knows what protein is and he knows that we don't eat food dyes. Yeah. And he's yeah. okay with that because I've taught him protein helps your brain, helps make you nice and strong and food dyes can cause inflammation on the brain yeah. and make you sick. And he yeah. knows that. And that's okay. It's our job as parents to teach them that. But yes. If you have a kiddo that is that you feel like it's just out of control, one of the number one things that I would recommend is look at the food that they're having. Are they having loads of food dye? Red 40 and blue are the two worst ones. Yep, absolutely. Cut those out. <laughs> I will say probably even more so over the the digital, the phones and mm -hmm. computers, the yep. nutrition is number one. I yep. literally will come in and, you know, we ask that, like, how, how do you feel you eat things like that? Because on the brain assessment, it'll actually show possible hyperglycemia. Wow. Almost every, I'm telling you almost every single person that comes in, it shows up possible hyperglycemia because you really have to look at how the majority of our society eats. It's horrible but people think they're eating healthy because they're not educated like we have educated ourselves and don't understand like eating cereal and bagels for breakfast is sugar throughout the day <laughs> you know it's breaking down to sugar we don't eat cereal in our home and I like as moms part of me is like oh I don't want them I don't want my clients parents to feel like I'm judging them because I'm a busy mom yeah. I have two girls we are not perfect all the time but I will say we work really hard on just like you said eating our proteins staying away from the dyes eating the pasture raised organic foods things like that I know a lot of people think that that's just more expensive or a scam. But in reality, it's not because of how much money you're going to spend on your health later in life yep. is going to be way more than what you spend on healthy food right now. And that's the reality. And all of that inflames the brain and it causes attention issues. It causes depression. It causes anxiety. Like all that we put into our, our system can cause those things. And food is our number one. So yep. I'm right on board with you. And we highly recommend that people check that in there, like really check it. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, really key. Unfortunately, we have to go to our last break here. Um, so we're going to go to break, but when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about what some of the top things are. What are like, we already touched on it a little bit, but let's talk, let's talk about like three to five things 
um, that people can start doing today if they are in this place. We set two things, protein and food dye. So we're going to add like three more things in there that people can start doing right away and start paying attention to if they want to start shifting this in either themselves or the kiddos because adults need to be paying attention to that equally as much as their kiddos but we owe it to our kids to teach them these things all right guys we're going to go to our break when we come back we're going to give you those tools don't go anywhere i'm lizzie Anz, your host on the i'm not fine show on the inspired choices network feeling good. And that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, and 12 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Lizzie at UndietYourself.live. Now back to the program. Awesome. Welcome back, you guys. We're going to finish this uh, show up here strong to give you some more tools that you can put in your toolbox. I just want to encourage you guys to go look up uh, Brain Train Center, Inc., and you can uh, find them on Instagram as well. Melissa's pretty active on Facebook, too. You can find her on, on Facebook, Melissa Hergard. I love when you share stuff on there. Um, but Let's talk about three more things that people can add in. We talked about that protein and we talked about the food dyes. What are three more things that people need to start paying attention to or maybe start applying? So you did bring up, obviously, the devices and for both children and adults. First of all, I know it's hard and uh, like it's different than how we were raised. Like when we went to restaurants, we colored at the table, you know, while we were waiting for the food, we didn't go on devices. And now I look over and there's like babies on devices. That is so horrible for the brain. I mean, Dr. Amen with the Amen clinics talks about this. To be honest, I think, uh, I think he said, I don't want to quote exactly, but it's something like 12 and under should not be on a device more than one hour a day. And I think it's like five and under shouldn't be on devices at all. Like, and that's, yeah, it seems very difficult, but the reality is, is you know, I when so my daughters are 13 and five, my five year old, when we go on long rides, she'll watch her shows on Netflix or whatever on a device, obviously, because we're driving. But when we go to a restaurant, I literally pull out crayons and paper and we will play games. And the re- it, first of all, brings you closer together as a family, right? You're spending time with each other. So the parents not sitting there on their phone, the kids aren't sitting on their tablets. So it's going to bring better connection in the family, but also great health for the brain to not be on those devices. Also, before bed, especially for adults that do have issues with sleep and anyone in general, the recommendation is at least one hour before bedtime, do not go on any devices. Absolutely. Um, And if you could plug your phone in outside of your room, even better, because I will say this, people will wake up and immediately grab their phone and you 
skip a whole brain activity by doing that. You go straight from like your Delta sleep and then you grab your phone and you go right into beta. When you put that phone in your face, it stimulates the brain so much that you skip theta and alpha, which are like you're waking up and like calm and all that. Right. So anxiety. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Exactly. It creates anxiety for the rest of the day. A lot of times, even if you don't feel like you're like a People said like, but I'm not anxious, but they're like freaking out about, you know, being somewhere on time when they have 45 minutes to spare. That's anxiety. That's a form of anxiety, right? So putting your device away before bed, not grabbing it right when you wake up is a huge benefit that you can see quickly. Um, Obviously, the food we talked about, exercise, of course, we can do. That's great for the brain. There's certain hormones that activate in the brain when you exercise, dopamine, all the good hormones. And specifically, this is another thing I learned from Dr. Amen is weightlifting, not just cardio, but actual weightlifting. It's not just good for your bones, but it's good for the brain. It's um, BDNF is a a protein or hormone that spikes when you weightlift. BDNF. That's so interesting. What what is the the definition of BDNF? I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's in my course. (laughs) Okay. That's really interesting because I swear to you. Every single time that I go to the gym and I weightlift and and it's a good day, that's when I my brain is the most productive and I come up with the most executable ideas. Yes, yes. It, it ignites something in the brain when you lift weights. So yeah. I can't remember. Maybe I could find it and share a post about it. Actually, I need to do that anyways. But definitely weightlifting. Of course, exercise, walking, things like that are great for you as well. But a combination at least 30 minutes a day. Um, is what's recommended. So that's, there's that. Um, what, else? what else? I'm going to add in healthy fats, because our brain is what? All fat and water and all the young percent of our brain is fat. Yeah. And you need to feed it healthy fats. Yes. So I'm going to add that in there. So if you're going to look at healthy fats, you can look at eggs and avocado and really good cheese and grass fed butter and if you're talking to me, it's going to be raw milk and cream. <laughs> Not everybody's comfortable with that, but I am. And it's amazing. Um, nuts and seeds, if you can handle the nuts and seeds, not not everybody can. But mm-hmm. figure out what healthy fats are that you can bring in. Because not only is it going to feed your gut, it is going to support your brain. Yeah. So that's a whole other topic that we could get into because of well, the night. And unfortunately, the society has taught us to eat low fats and the and then what they do with that is they add sugar to it, which yeah. inflames your brain and your body even more. So stay, I would say stay away from low fat stuff completely. Well, we got about 15 seconds left. Do you have anything okay. else you want to share to the listeners? Yeah, go get your brain checked at one of the locations. If there's not one near you, we'll help you find a colleague that we trust and get you to get your brain assessed. Awesome. We'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the I'm Not Fine show. Lizzie Ends returns Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, have the best week of your life by making choices that take you from feeling fine to feeling amazing.